Welcome to Craft Beer Ballers, a show about craft beer and craft beer makers throughout the world and in the Tampa Bay area, with your hosts, Johnny and Kevin. Hey guys, Johnny from Craft Beer Ballers. In this segment of the Craft Beer Ballers, we sat down with Matthew Jouer, an old buddy of ours who is one of the founders of Bay Cannon Beer Company, which is based over in West Tampa. Uh, it's our second time visiting the brewery, but the first time we've visited him since uh, since they've opened, and since the first brewery that we've been to, and still the only brewery that we've been to uh, since the beginning of the uh, the COVID quarantine or the COVID team, as I like to call it. Uh, so we sat down with Matthew, and we we sat down with him at an interesting time period. It was at the cross section of um, of the coronavirus uh, pandemic. As well as the weekend after the, um, or the, but the week after rather of uh, the George Floyd murders, uh, so it was just an interesting time. But there was, um, uh, you know, one of the be- he was one of the better people to talk to in regards to this in the brewery industry. Uh, he had a lot of amazing and thoughtful things and thought provoking things to say. Uh, being in West Tampa, there's definitely. Definitely felt the impact of of you know what was going on both from a COVID and a, and a uh, George Floyd standpoint. Um, talked a little bit about navigating both of those things during the, during this at time period. So this is a few months ago. So it's a it's an older segment. So things have, have um, evolved a little bit. But he was st- but still a lot of great things about. Um, it's about navigating the rules in regards to breweries during the quarantine. Uh, as well as um, promoting diversity in brewing, a uh, lot of thoughtful things in regards to both. Um, we talked about the changing landscape in terms of dealing with uh, with those rules, um, and there's a lot of other topics in terms of having a young brewery in such a tumultuous time period from a uh, from an everything standpoint, both uh, business, social, um, personal, uh, you know. Just every, everything you can imagine from a health standpoint, everything you can imagine. I also, um, we, it was the only thing we talked about. We also talked about some fun stuff as well. We talked about some new uh, cocktail um, inspired sours and other beers that uh, they're um, that they are producing, as well as how their beers are named. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to Craft Beer Ballers or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. So for now, cheers. The mics are on. The glasses are full. It's time for the Craft Beer Ballers. Hey, Kevin. What's going on, man? Man, you're real. I am real. In the flesh. Uh, yeah. Look at that. You know, man. There's an it? actual skeleton behind, you know, the Zoom. I, I know. There's actually, yeah, like plasma matter. It's cool, <laughs> man. Wow, man. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Good, good. Well, we've been lucky and blessed enough to actually be in a brewery for the first time in several months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're here today with Matthew Jouer, who is the owner a co-owner of uh, Bay, uh, Bay Cannon's Beer Company. How are you doing today, Bay Matt? Doing great. Thanks for coming, guys. Oh, man. So, no, thanks for having us. Thanks for hosting us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the beer. We're, we're maintaining social distance, so, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we, all, we all have masks and gloves and everything else. So, for, for, the, for, for those who that matters, too, you know, so, uh, at least in this setting. Um, so, um, man crazy ride so last time we talked to you i mean i've talked to you here and there but like last time we talked it was about a year ago not too long before you guys opened 
Yeah. Um, and we'll get to, and we'll get to that. Um, honestly, I, I, you know, you hate to get, this has been a crazy year. 2020 has been an, an insane year. And you have to kind of address a little bit what's to a certain degree like the elephant in the room. Um, obviously, these, this weekend in particular has been a challenging weekend, uh, both on a national and a local level, um, and, and perhaps on a community level as well. Uh, you, uh, Matthew, you're in, obviously, in an area that is a very diverse area, a historic area. Um, I, you know, and, you, and I, you know, I, I read your, your Instagram post. I thought it was well-spoken. I thought, I thought it was what needed to be said, given where your position, both in the industry and in this, in this community. And can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, it's important to recognize the um, the issues that uh, black folks are facing uh, as it pertains to the police on one you know on one topic it's important to address uh, and continue to address the topics of racism and and uh, and where those stem from there might be a lot of conflation too that happens when you have these conversations because it's just so crazy right now but um, and then you know we got to be on the other side and say, listen, these protests are great. And then, Hey, listen, these riots are not, and that's people's stuff. And, uh, and, and there's people out there getting hurt now. And, and if, if there's one thing we know, uh, the government will escalate. Um, I'm not sure they really have a choice if people are going to, yeah, it's, it's yeah, just a yeah. bad, it's just a bad yeah. situation. Um, yeah, they're hurting businesses and people. Yeah, we don't like, I don't, there's all kinds of different opinions and hot takes and everything like that. It just doesn't really matter that we are, you know, a diverse ownership group and in a diverse neighborhood. And so those of us who are white, we've got to listen and, um, try to do our best. You know, I don't, I talk a lot about minorities and craft beer because, you know, we think that it's, uh, a sector of the market that should be introduced yeah. for whatever reason is, is, is taken longer. And, um, so from that standpoint, but in terms of, you know, the real guts of, of, uh, racism in our society at some point, it's just, you got to just stop and listen and say that you understand and try to do better where you see it. You know, I've had in the last week, the uh, head coach and co-head coach of Blake high school in here, we're gonna try to get together with them on some stuff for yeah. the, you know, they're in the neighborhood um, and, and historic high school here. And, and, yeah. you know, I, we try to look for things to do and, and, and really, participate and, uh, and, and, and have fun and introduce in our case, people who maybe haven't been here aren't introduced to craft beer yeah. in whatever ways we can and potentially help, um, those in our community find something new and be, you know, know us, know that we can be relied upon. There's, you know, just yeah. trust. Yeah. I mean, all of, all of those, you would be a positive. Yeah, I mean, all those things yeah. matter, you know, the, yeah. the, these communities need police more often than others. Yeah. And these are the communities that don't trust the police. That's yeah. a, that's a yeah. massive problem. Right. Yeah, um, that is, that's a huge problem. So that, that 
through multiple facets. There's no reason to get into that here, but that's got to get, that's got to change. I will say that I've had fantastic interactions with our police here. I've had a couple not so fantastic. Yeah. And those have been discussed with, yeah. with other police officers and they've been managed. Um, but there are issues that we have to tackle here that are different than others. And so we need them as, as partners and we need people in the neighborhood as partners too, if mm-hmm. we're going to make it as a business. So yeah, exactly. um, when something like uh, this happens to just recognize in its simplicity, the act that we all saw uh, the officer do on camera to kill George Floyd is, is reprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, you know, that just to acknowledge that and to acknowledge that it's real is important. And then the rest, you know, we, the rest will go on tangents and we can continue to have yeah, those conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I think that it's important, like the important piece of, uh, among the many things you said there is that the idea that this is a, a gathering place and, and can, and ideally can be an agent for, for pot, for positive things within this community. Honestly, I think every every brewery should because breweries are kind of kind of community based in, in a sense. People, even you know, in places that are breweries are in like that are in urban areas, it's all about the community. It's all about bringing people together for good beer, you know, great conversation, good times, good friends. Um, and it may even be more important in an area that uh, you know, like this, that has not had it's not saturated with breweries, you know. And so um, no, there should be though here. Yeah, brilliant yeah. arts and brewery district. Yeah, yeah. I think, and, it might, and that might be coming. Yeah, <laughs> that, that may that may be coming. And I, it starts I, with one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so I, I think that I think that piece is important, and then just the, the piece that we have to be open to the to, you know to these conversations and open to to bringing all people to beer. Beer yeah. taste taste buds don't have color. No, <laughs> yeah, that like, is true. Yeah, no. like you know, it's yeah. well, it's my favorite. That, that's my food around the planet that is made by people of color <clears throat> is way more flavorful. Yeah, yeah. Traditionally, traditionally, yep. than food made by the whites. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All you yeah. hear about food in the UK is people making fun of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I'm sure Land. there's fantastic food there. I'm just saying, like, that's the, that's the butt of the joke. We got Jamaican uh, right here on Howard. <laughs> yeah, great. yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we got all kinds of, of Latin American, whether it's Mexican, Puerto Rican, uh, Cuban here in the area is great. Oh, yeah. um, so the, the idea that people of color wouldn't like, craft beer like, it makes yeah, no sense exactly well well i think it's just opportunity it's just it's just you got you got you have to reach you know, you have to bridge that gap and you and you have to you just got you have to do it it's an opportunity for someone someone's going to take yeah. advantage of it you know locally and in other parts of the country you know it's it, so, someone will someone is going to realize like hey you know this is a market we need to be reaching out to why not you know and so it's those type of innovations that, that maybe spur something positive out, you know. Well, we hope to be something like that. I mean, we came here to a neighborhood, and I can't tell you how many people told us that we were crazy. But 
I, I just didn't genius I don't, and crazy. I don't see it. Hard to I, tell I, apart. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't see it that way. You know, I see. Uh, I see uh, a, a variety of different people, which is always best for conversation. I see a a variety of fantastic buildings, which is great for developing things. I see a proximity to the metro downtown. I see um, a a proximity to the airport. You know, it's just a, it to me is a, is a great place. And, um, and there's, there's changes happening. There's going to be more and, um, yeah, got to address crime in places where crime's high. It's just not, yeah, that's it you know. I, I don't think yeah. that's a, a controversial to say. No. Um, but the vast majority of people that are involved in crime here aren't from here. Don't right. live here. Yeah. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we you know we, yeah. and the people in this community are supportive and they want that and um, and there's there's struggle for for maintaining a, a certain cultural balance too. People want that. You've got like a mix of four or five cultures here going back 150 years. So, I mean, it's, you yeah, know, you've got yeah. some, some strong feelings and people need to be able to work through that, but they've started, you know, we've got apartments building over here and, yeah. um, buildings being developed. I, hopefully we can be a place where everyone here can be like, oh yeah, go over there for a beer. And then you start to get into why wasn't I, why wasn't I doing this before? Where yeah. are the other breweries in town? I've never been. Why yeah. don't we go? You know, and exactly, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Also, is that this is a diverse area, and we talked a little bit about this history of this area the last time we spoke um, on camera. Uh, that for a while, this area kind of people kind of stopped celebrating the diversity of this area. They stopped seeing it as a strength. Um, and it's kind of in a little way. Sometimes that's the Tampa way. Tampa wants to push like, oh, we're so diverse, da, 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 da. but we're gonna push these people over here, these people over here. You want a house out, you know, way out with a lot of land, you go out there, or whatever. Oh, that, instead, yeah. instead of valuing the diverse, white flight, that's everywhere, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a Tampa thing. Yeah, it's not yeah. a Tampa thing by no means. And but so, Tampa's pocketed. It really, it it is interesting. You know, just from neighborhood to neighborhood, it's interesting how. Um, you can have it, – it's a v- variety of socioeconomic mm-hmm. um, areas kind of pocked all over town. Oh, yeah, So yeah. in that sense, it's a little bit different, um, yeah. like Minneapolis, for example. I mean, it's like two places. It's yeah, yeah. North and southeast, and that's that. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, But what's cool about that, too, like on my way home from here, I go – I live in Forest Hills. So I drive up Armenia. Okay. Man, I I recommend to everybody, you drive Armenia from 275 straight up all the way to, well, it's Howard where it, then it yeah. hooks into Armenia, all the way up to like Bush. You will pass You'll see every everything. nation on earth yeah. yes. oh, restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, a lot, lot of good food along that trail. Yes, like yes. A lot of good food. First Peruvian that I've ever eaten, I had no idea what the what Peruvian food was like, uh, mm-hmm. different than anyone. I eat all those places now. I love it. There's Chinese, Honduran, Colombian. I, it's it, awesome. Honestly, you know what? The, there, I think there's two hot spots for food here that a lot of people don't know about, and they're both the, and they're, and they're both very diverse. It's like 
beginnings from this area northward to about um, past Hillsboro, probably, probably, yeah, probably all the way to like say Bush. Yeah, that's a hot spot over here, and then right around the university. Oh right yeah, around, yeah, like, yeah, 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 Fowler Bush. Oh area. yeah, the Hong Kong house is right there on yeah. Fowler. It's a lot awesome. of Indian food. Yeah, Saigon Bay was too until a couple days ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully they come oh, yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, you know those are two hot spots I think for food. A lot of people don't really. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people, cause they stick to, like, you know, the typical, like, well, self-tampa, you know, and all that. You know. Trendy, trendy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now downtown St. Pete and, you know, and all that other stuff. So, yeah. So, that, you know. Those are, yeah, th- there's great food in, in those places, too. But <clears throat> I think what you're talking about is is authentic and yeah, yeah. international hotspots. I mean, where there's just all kinds of different food. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, so now beyond all of that, it's been crazy for, obviously, for, for all the, the coronavirus stuff and, 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 and the closures and all that other stuff. Okay, so you guys have been, been I, I know today is a little different, but typically you guys have been open for, what, about two weeks now or open partially for two weeks to, to guest? Uh, well, we've been, a, we've been open a month, okay. um, 25% for the first two weeks, <clears throat> 50% the last two weeks. This will be the third week into 50%. Okay. Occupancy. All right. So tell so tell us a little bit about just you know customer response, uh, attendance, lessons learned. Like just how kind of how how has that been these last few weeks? Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it people are sort of dipping their toe in the water and coming back out. There's people that are extremely excited to have places to go and are supportive and um and and are hanging out. And there's people that are are far more cautious that are coming in, still want to support, and uh, they might not be staying for as long. I don't know that the amount of people that will come out have, have really felt comfortable doing it yet. But I will also say this. The data is telling us stories, and, and one of those stories is that us being in what would be considered a C market, is is uh, making life a little more difficult in terms of people coming because people are are they're going out again, but they're staying closer to home. Correct. Yeah, Everything yeah. is 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 quicker. It's proximity they're, driven. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're not in a a dense area or B area where a bunch of people are going, it's going to be harder. And that's yeah. us. You get less yeah. spillover um, traffic too. One thing that was extremely happy about is those apartments over a couple blocks down. They have continued to build throughout. So. Yeah. There's no stopping there. That's important because we need to get uh, folks back in the neighborhood. So that's good. But you know, all those are sort of long, you know, long plays. And yeah, exactly. Um, uh, for the time being, you know that that is is of concern to us. So we've had to uh, you know reassess how we will manage getting beer into somebody's mouth, um, and and it mm-hmm. it might not be a uh, 80% in the tap room deal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've extended our, our micro distribution efforts. We've, we've bought a canning line that will be here in July. We'll be, you know, we sell cans out of the tap room. We'll have cans in liquor stores. Um, ABC has requested our hazy IPA. Uh, award winning. Award winning. Yeah. Um, that beer, you know, the beer sells. The beer's good beer. And, and, that's important for 
a place that doesn't have a lot of awareness. They've yeah. got to have a product that can pull. And, yeah. and, you know, everywhere we've put that product, it's sold. Um, went into Rolling Oats uh, Grocery right over here. Yeah. They've got a fantastic craft beer selection. Mm-hmm. And Xander was sold in two weeks, two right. cases. So, right. I mean, it's like that's a beer that can move. It's a hazy IPA, you know. It's yeah. uh, trendy style. And so hopefully that can help bring some awareness and then, you know, uh, potentially mitigate issues of revenue inside the tap room mm-hmm. with yeah. revenues outside the tap room. Right. Um, there's certainly a lot of discussion slash frustration with the, um, the, the structure for distribution of beer in the state right now. That might be an understatement, right? Um, there's right. a, uh, there's an undercurrent of things that are happening. It's always tough to change legislation. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in some cases, it's better to play by the rules that exist and enforce force the players to acknowledge that and then accept, <clears throat> once they acknowledge that, accept that yeah. maybe some changes are okay. Um, you know, the fa- I mean, just at a basic level, the fact that I can't take a keg across the street to a bar that's across the street is absolutely yeah. asinine. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in any form of market capitalism (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but that uh, delivery um there's been a lot of arguments about the legalities of delivery and i have no problem saying that the abt because somebody snitched on us was in this tap room and told me that what we were doing was legal and that he wasn't sure why people more people weren't doing it and and i'll be very clear about this when a purchase of beer is made online, that product belongs to the customer. That customer can decide how to get that product however he or she desires. If yeah. they want their grandma to pull up yeah. and get it, they can get it. Yeah. If they want someone to deliver it to them, they can choose to do that. And we can choose to do that for yeah. them. Yeah. That's theirs. Yeah. And for the for people that are arguing all these little statutes, you know, the, the enforcing agency in the state of Florida was here and told me that. Yeah. And secondly, if it were to not be legal, then the state would have to prove that that beer that you bought online wasn't yours. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know how they do that. Yeah. Because if you order something on Amazon and it doesn't show yeah, up, you're pissed. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah, you yeah. you paid for it. Yeah. And um and so that is something that will end up changing along with the restaurants. You know, we're a restaurant. So the governor said restaurants can deliver alcohol. Yeah. And the, then he said this is popular. We're going to keep this. Yeah. Uh, a few yeah. weeks ago in Sarasota. So I mean, it's like a lot of that will change, and that will yeah. change how distributors work too with 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 uh, with on-premise packaged yeah. goods. It will change uh, how restaurants will will do delivery. Yeah. And um, you know, there there should be some some loosening of of those laws, and we're trying to find our way through that because yeah. we have to. We we don't we don't know when people will. When we'll come back, and if they do, we don't know if they'll be here for three beers because they were before. Yeah, maybe yeah. just one beer, and they'll take something to go. Better have something in your fridge if you don't. That's yeah. that's a lose situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're just we. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> if you can't pay your bills, 
with what yeah. you make, then it's not going to work. Then you have a business. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we, there, we've got a window here of, of trying to figure it out. We've done our our uh, due diligence and prudence with, with the uh, PPP money and the disaster loan monies that are available and trying to manage um, what we have happening here and building brand awareness. Um yeah. And what you know, and just how it's going to end up, how it's going to yeah, turn out going. being, and yeah. having a canning line is a big deal because you pay for mobile canning, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, if you want to sell cans into distribution that have been mobile canned, that's a problem. Yeah. The margins just yeah. aren't there. If you can do it yourself, then you can yeah. you can begin to make some hay, and even at a lower volume, um, you know, it's still bottom line. So True. we'll. We're just going to keep trying to find ways, you know, revisit our SWOT analysis. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Find strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, you know. It's like... We, it's a business. It's more It's more a business than just porn doing like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that... We've... You got to have that. You better have a product, you know. And Joe does an incredible job on, on our beers. And a very... Uh, a varied style of beers you know i can't tell you how many people i've heard talk about how much they love our brown ale how much they love our ipas how much they love our milkshakes our sour you know what i mean so you've got to be able to make quality product in a spectrum yeah he does that he's fantastic um and then the rest you got to be able to then you got to be able to execute on the rest with it yeah of course yeah yeah Hey, we're we we're both business owners so we (laughs) we we, we, you know you preach it to the choir right now (laughs) For real, you got you know, it's a lot of things you got to take care of. Um, all right, so switching gears, what are we? What are we drinking here? Uh, th- okay, so I know I have the pearl, mm-hmm. and, yeah, uh, and it's quite juicy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we've done f- uh, five different milkshake IPAs now, and found that it was a style that. <clears throat> Is you know, a little more trendy, more sweet forward. Yeah. But that wasn't very popular. There's not a lot of them here. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's yeah. not a lot of them here. Yeah, yeah. So we start messing around. A lot of people are using lactose in beers. That yeah. that we don't lack for that, but but not necessarily in that style. Um, yeah. True. True. And using lactose in darker beers typically. Yeah, big yeah. beers, yeah. Um, um, sours. You know, they're sours. using lactose in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we were trying to find something that we could maybe bridge a little bit. Um, and then we did a honey vanilla pineapple milkshake, and people loved that. Nice. Um, nice. Then we did a, a raspberry vanilla and a mango green tea. Oh, okay. And well. we bottled those, and and people loved those. And then we did these. So. Pearl is a painkiller milkshake IPA, uh, named after the traditional Caribbean drink. Nice, nice. It's, um, cherry, pineapple, coconut, and nutmeg, and that was gone. That was the first. That was in the first run of beers that we canned only. Okay. When the when the shutdown happened, we had all this beer in our tanks. I'm like, what the hell yeah. do we do with it? Yeah, yeah. Don't put it on tap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. So we canned it. <laughs> We canned that, and we canned a guava milkshake IPA, which okay, yeah, I've seen uh, that out there. Was awesome too. Um, and then, but we, there was a little bit left over at the end of the canning run, 
and we we weren't sure that if there was a little bit too much puree, a little sludgy in that beer, so we just put the in a in a keg, and it's just kind of been around. And it hasn't been put on tap. <laughs> and then a couple of the bartenders were like, let's just see. And they put it on tap. And so we had, we ended up with, I don't know, a third of a keg of, mm. of pearl uh, on tap, which is pretty cool. Hell yeah. Hell What's yeah. happening in that glass, Johnny? Tell us about it. Uh, well, strong, strong, like almost like mango um, flavor. Um, I, it's, um, it's definitely got a creamy mouthfeel. Um, I've not had a it's lot like a, of painkillers. It's, like so. it's like a roseish kind of color, like a yeah. slight, slight brown roses. Yeah, I've had a lot of painkillers, but I have had it, and I do remember it's kind of, it's it's creamy and juicy that painkiller tends to be, and so and this beer is definitely that as well. Um, what, what you get with this beer? Yeah, you you will definitely get oh, the nutmeg. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that spice. Which is oh the fruit just pops the right out the fruit comes out and right then there's that that weird there's well and here's the thing about Joe does an incredible job of balancing these yeah. they're not just sugar bombs no there no. is a bitterness no there's like there's, it's like it's an natural, IPA yeah it's got a typical Joe slight dry finish too yeah 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 it still does have that bitterness and that the mango oh, yeah. was like that too the mango I'm sorry the bitterness the guava good, was like guava. that too I, the bitterness yeah. just kind of sits there and it's actually a good yeah it's good, yeah, it's a good it, it actually hits well with because it's like it's, it's like a semi sweet bitter actually yeah yeah so it's, what get, something's there yeah what we've noticed well that's nutmeg with the with the hops mm-hmm. what we've noticed with these beers is. You know, everybody hears it. I hate IPAs. Yeah, so you yeah. have all these That's customers that don't. <laughs> that, that <laughs> what they mean is that they don't like bitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with the addition of lactose, you can mitigate that bitterness a little right. bit. Give yeah. them some more of the sweet because, you know, they're probably drinking the, the anything from helping too. blondes. Yeah. And, um, well, there's no mango in this. Oh, it's, not, it's not mango? Is that fruit? What's the fruit? Cherry, pineapple. Oh, cherry, pineapple. Okay. okay. And then coconut and nutmeg. Mm. Okay, but still, there's a lot of fruit for it. Yeah. Okay. But, you know. Yeah, so I thought I've tasted mango, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's I, yeah, obviously it's, it's those particular fruits. Um, no. Such a fun beer. And we yeah. had a guy come buy it. Buy a, we had one guy come buy a four pack, mm-hmm. came the next day, bought a case, <laughs> and then he came like a week later and bought the last two cases. Oh wow, jeez, yeah. So I guess he liked it. He liked yeah, I guess he liked or, it. or he's reselling it. <laughs> yeah, to trade it on the. <laughs> and in a great a segue, that guy is the owner and creator of For Pedro's Sake uh, Candied Jalapenos, which is in our next beer. Okay, yeah. So yeah, the jalapeno flavoring passion, and the passion fruit jalapeno passion sour. Fruit. So this is our sour Sunday beer for for this past week. We do a new sour every Sunday. Uh, and this was the last, the first week that we were able to get that program going again, which is kind of fun. Just and then and this thing it. is just it's, it screams brunch. Like it, it just it's got such good, slightly subtle fruit flavor. Uh, the sour is not really overpowering. It's very neutral. Uh, yeah, but it's crushable. Like it just goes down. Like it, it, it's if it was high ABV, it'd be dangerous because it goes down a little too easy. Yeah, yeah. it's it the. Our sour, the sour, we do. We've done a couple different sours, but the sour um, base that we like to use is very medium, medium tart. I guess I would say that's. Mm-hmm. Um, right. 
it's approachable. I think for people, I, I've many people is like, I don't really like sour, and they'll have something like, oh, that's not bad. You know that it's, kind it's, of it's thing. It's like yeah. a small window for sours, yeah, depending on what yeah. your personal taste is. Some people, some people love it, man. It's like, yes. you yeah, know, yeah, wrinkle my tongue, and I'm not, I, I, I'm not that. Um, yeah, me neither. So everything you know is is try try to be as balanced as possible, uh, and then you you go on a limb with something like pearl, you know, and you just are like let's yeah, let's make something crazy and um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what's next in terms of beers? Um, well, we're uh, we'll be doing some canning of Xander today again. We've been out of that for a little little bit. Um, then we've got uh, two additional hazy IPAs. Okay, nice. That we nice. brewed next to each other, and each of those are the same base recipe for Xander, but instead of it being 100% hop mosaic hops, one of them will be 100% Nelson hops, and the next one will be 100% Galaxy hops. So three single-hopped hazies. So we'll have three single-hopped hazy IPAs, and in the tap room we're actually going to do six packs that you can buy samples, two of each. each. Oh, sounds, oh, that sounds nice. nice. And what I think, I come, as a drinker, I come from wine. Okay. And what I think is going to be very cool about that experience is being able to buy a six-pack that has all of those and have those next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And nice. really, pull, because, you know, you might, if you had them one week apart, you just, it would be like a hazy IPA, but yeah, yeah. when you have them next to each other and you pull yeah. those different yeah, flavors, because the only yeah. change is the plant, you know, yeah. that's yeah. it. Which, yeah. um, and of course, Nelson and Galaxy are, are uh, very exciting hops as well. They have tons of, of life to them. So we're hoping that, uh, you know, we haven't done any other hazy IPA mm-hmm. other than yeah. Xander. That's the only one yeah. we've done. And that's, yeah. By far our our most sold and successful beer. So we're like, oh, let's do a little. Is there gonna be sample. like a nickname for the three together, like the three amigos or something like that? Well, <laughs> no, they're already named. So Benjamin and Felix are uh, are okay. the are the two <laughs> new hazies. So Xander, Benjamin, Felix. So th- they are three amigos, I, I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, those will be available in four packs as well. You know, individually, but um, that. We're looking forward to that. Um, and then we've got two new milkshake IPAs coming out as well. A cosmopolitan style version. Okay. All right. And a hurricane style version. I don't even have the lineups of what those are right now. Cosmopolitan is what is that? Is it so, uh, cha- vodka? Cher- is it cranberry or cherry? Uh, cherry. Grenadine. Because it's grenadine. Cherry and lime. Okay. All right. I think. And then the hurricane is... Cranberry, orange, lime, and maybe passion fruits in there. Okay. There's something yeah, in there. That sounds that sounds about that's right. a cra- that's a yeah. more crazy one. Of yeah. course, it'll probably be delicious because all uh, yeah all uh, that stuff's good. You know, hurricanes. Yeah. Once you have about three of them at Pat O'Brien, yeah. so you don't taste much anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we're um, following sort of a, a traditional uh, Caribbean foo-foo drink. Yeah, style yeah, yeah, yeah. to have fun. Umbra- umbrella drink. Uh-huh. Well, I think we we uh, passionately call those uh, brunch beers. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a uh, a Nelson dry hopped golden sour 
that we'll be coming on too as well. Also so single hop. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So sour, really over the last you know eight months, been Joe's done a great job dialing in his processes and how he's wanted the sour well, he's had, he's to had be. About a year now, a little versus working yeah, on the system. So you're going to get better and better and better. Yep. Um, and and processes change based on different stuff. He's right. the sour is uh, super clean and delicious. Like that sour, just the, fl- the just the flat kettle sour that he makes. If you want to um, cool it and carbonate it, it'd be kind of good to drink. Yeah. But there's we're always making stuff with it. We today threw some in a rum barrel and a bourbon barrel. So we'll make a whiskey sour. Nice. Uh, barrel nice. aged whiskey sour and a barrel aged daiquiri. So an original daiquiri yeah. is just rum, uh, sour, and lime, and yeah. then you know you get in all the flavor stuff. Yeah, that's right. Whenever, but yeah, um, yeah, we've had some time here. <laughs> to, I know a lot uh, of innovation here. Uh, ah, yeah. you know, I mean, I think I think that's what that's what's cool about our industry is you're always seeing. Um, it's opportunistic. You're always yeah, seeing so. stuff that you want to do and maybe make a twist on it. And, um, you know, we have bourbon barrels that have Russian Imperial stout in them waiting. So, you know, we're not recreating any wheels there. Um, but yeah, I think that the sours in the barrels and, and if those are good just by themselves with the, with the treatment of lime. So like lime is the daiquiri and lemon is the whiskey sour is a lemon, right? That sounds correct. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do that. We'll get yes, a little bit of yes. twist. So, you know, just barrel, yeah. just sour, is a twist of lime or lemon. If that's good, that's cool, you know, because yeah, it's like yeah, it very out. simple yeah. and you, uh, it, people, it, it's, it's not a lot. It's just 53 gallons. So people will at least try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. they don't yeah. like yeah. it, yeah. Then, if you put barrel yeah. in something, I'll, I'll taste it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, we, we got to, you got to kind of try to keep doing new things. I saw a berry house is is doing something that I've been wanting to do for years uh, because I love Rattlers. And and I think that Florida, like, I, when I moved here, I'm like, fuck, man, where are all the Rattlers? Yeah, right, right. It's like people would be crushing that mm-hmm. all over, and there just aren't. There aren't very many. You know yeah. why? Because people look, they come in here, and they're like, which one has the most alcohol in it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rattlers don't have that much alcohol. They don't. It's very much a Florida thing, by the way. So, <laughs> so I'm... I. I, I'm excited to try their Rattler. I think that those are fantastic beers, and the history there is very cool. I think they're a little more European. Is, is where I yeah, think. it's a German style beer. It's it's a Rattler is a direct translation for cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. in the old days, those folks would would take village bike trips, and when mm-hmm. they would stop at pubs and right. they would drink. In in the story goes, at least story I was told is that they would drink the pubs out of. Yes. Ale. Yeah, yeah. And so then what they started doing is they started cutting the ale with the with the with the soda water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then started maybe adding a little flavor to the soda water and yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. But that's that's fun history and cool and delicious um crushable literally crushable. Leisurely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's you know anywhere from 2 and a half to 3 and a half percent. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. The, the, the canned one, like the Schopenhoff? Schop, yeah, Schofferhofer or whatever. That, I guess yeah. that would maybe qualify being well, in that category. So yeah, not really, kind of. <laughs> but that's it's a, related. It's maybe. a wheat though. Correct. It's a wheat beer, so right. it's a little different. But like Stiegel, yeah. Stiegel's yeah, a, more yeah. of a traditional Rattler. But yeah, I love both of those beers, and 
whenever I see him, I have it. brunch beer or like I call it the first. <laughs> the first beer. Yeah, of the day. yeah, yeah. You know, like because yeah, yeah. I. Listen, time and place, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like, uh, what are all the rage right now? The hard seltzers. I'm not a big no, fan of them. No, no. Listen, I go back to this one. I went to a birthday party for one of my little girl's friends and they had a cooler and it was about 95 degrees mm-hmm. in the shade yeah. yep. and they opened the cooler and there was some white claw in there and I pounded that thing oh yeah, and I, yeah it was like that's what i needed at that time yeah yeah for and sure. then i, I have all <laughs> the time i mean I, I just love the polar seltzers you know? <laughs> that's not uh, it's no it's na na yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, i'm not interested in the hard seltzers yeah so we so we've started doing na we have seltzer on tap we've always had it yeah. now we've started doing na cbd seltzer okay which is incredible i'll give you guys a taste of that too yeah sure our peach cbd na is so good and what we realized over the course of the shutdown was it's got a nice vibe to it and it's very refreshing, but as a mixer for cocktails. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's out of this it world. It's sure. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The peach with a bourbon or whiskey is great, with a tequila is great. And so we had customers coming in buying. We did different flavors too, and we're just yeah. R&Ding. Yeah, and oh. they would come by and tell us about the cocktail they made with with this one, you know. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, right, right. And so we, uh, you know, we're, the canning lines coming, so we'll probably put some of those in in four packs and sell some CBD seltzer oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, we you stumble into you know like when you just stumble into these things, and I, all other brewers out there that are listening probably they've done the same thing. Happy accidents in or some case. Ideas right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of idea stealing. Going well, and then on. and yeah. then you know it's so funny is we got it on tap, and then somebody came in here and was selling me Untitled Art, which is out of Wisconsin. They've got a CBD non-alcoholic CBD seltzer. Yeah. And I was like, You're like we from Wisconsin, man. Why don't? No, we already had it on tap. We're oh, like, why? I'm yeah. sure they did, did it before we did, but I'm like, why would? Yeah, yeah. Why do you need? Why do I buy that from Wisconsin? We got it here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't so. like Wisconsin anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm, from, I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> is that is that like the yeah? Oh, it's Paul Bunyan axe talk there. Yeah, I know. It's like everybody's got to have a rival, man. Um, all right. So aside from all of that, I take that back. I love New Glarus. I love you guys. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's, it's, so, so there's a little bit of good in everything. Okay, so during the quarantine, what beer have you been drinking? Um, that's a great question. I drink a, a bunch of different stuff. Um, Last year, April, we were in Asheville for my 40th birthday, so I right. scooped up a bunch of um, stuff from the Funkatorium from Wicked Weed, and mm-hmm. we, those have been around. They're sour, so they've been around, so I started digging into those. Oh, my wife's pregnant, so I, she can't drink. So then oh, I was waiting oh, on some so of that you stuff. A, you have a double D. You have a designated driver right now. But she was, yeah, so I'm like, well, sorry, babe. I'm drinking this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't think uh, if I was in Wicked whoops. Weed, I would be drinking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, you know, our beers, I'll take some home, different things. I, I, um, I would, I've got, would go around and grab crawlers from other places during the shutdown. I bought some crawlers, Yeah. you know, out at, out at Levin for people and just that kind of stuff. So I try to get around and grab beers that, that you, uh, I didn't have time to do before. But the funny thing was I didn't have a lot of time actually because we had to let go of staff. I was, I had to do way more. Every time, every time I came here to buy something, you were here. So So. I was like, I, um, 
I didn't have a lot of time. That's why we, we would, I'd call over to Eleven with those guys and be like, hey, man, let me buy three beers. You give them away. And, and you know, just try to, try to support yeah. during the shutdown. But I did find myself drinking. So people always ask, oh, you must drink a lot. <laughs> you, you, you know, you want a brewery. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't that much. I, yeah. I drink like small amounts. Yeah, I'll throw yeah. in every once in a while. It's a total misconception. But, There's no reason why you would be consuming more. But you literally have to be responsible for your business. You want yeah. other people to enjoy yeah, yeah, the beer. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I want to try. To, I, I still course. like trying different stuff. So sometimes I'll walk, yeah. I'll walk but, but, but that's quality like, control. That, that, that's, not, yeah, 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 that's not yeah, yeah, consumption. That's, yeah. that's QC. Um, but, so I, but I found myself drinking significantly more. Oh, because yeah. I would just come, I would just go from here. To home, and then there was nothing else. I'm like, crack one yeah. open. But I also, you know, would drink, um, got some great tequila and some great rum, and um, I mix it up. Yeah. Um, nice. I you would seek uh, inspiration for your next guava milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that's all. You know, that's all Q. You know, QC as well. Yeah. So it's R and D actually. R and D actually yeah. has a little more R and D. Yes. Every, yeah. Thank you. I'm, I got a buddy out in California. He sent me some beers. Uh-huh. That was pretty awesome. Like your own private beer trade pi- pipeline. We're yeah. trying to get one of those our, ourselves. Yeah, going. we're trying to work that out. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, there's we've we've been we've been shipping beers all over the country, which has been another cool little side project that has been awesome from a revenue standpoint in terms of just like something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But really, what's been great about that is that. Our friends and family, because Joe's from Gainesville. He's got friends all over. I'm from Minnesota. i got friends and family all over. Um, our friends and family, there was really no way to get the beer. And we teamed up with a company, Bev.com, that has put together a program that uh, essentially has a courier. And they take care of all the logistics for, from a shipping standpoint. So right. the minute we got shut down, I just started... Just putting it out on Facebook, emailing yeah. friends, family, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. And they oh, all yeah. started buying and getting shipped and getting introduced to how much shipping beer costs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Nobody was you – know, everyone's used to Amazon coming to their door for free now. <laughs> and they're like, what? $20? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, that's what it costs. It's yeah. heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, right, yeah. But, yeah. Um, You're you know – You're moving alcohol across state lines. It's only going to be – Yeah. There's a cost involved. Yeah, of course. That was – that's been – uh, extremely rewarding because in a small way, you know, you're seeding a brand all over the place, but several people have been reordering and they're sharing it with their friends. And, um, well, I'm not sure that that would have your community. Yeah. It's, it's literally like some kind of new, new thing. I can't get my hands on. It's different. They did a, yep. is what I think with one of our investors in Brooklyn, they did a, a double blind taste test for hazy IPAs with our beer and How's other Xander do. Yeah. Xander was, by far the winner, okay. which was oh, incredible. Nice. And they were, it was nice. four of them, and it yeah. was three of their favorites, and one of them, it was their second. And that was against some really good beers. Main Brewing Company, Grim, Threes from up there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're quarantining on top of the roof, and they got yeah. stuff to do. And so it's that kind of stuff that's yeah. been really cool. And they, they were excited. You know, they, they sent pictures of the, of the scorecards <laughs> and like all that. You know, like it was – that kind of stuff is, is – is, is rewarding um, that and that we had the time to do it because had had the shutdown not happened, yeah, be yeah, yeah, you'd be that probably doesn't become a 
opportunity. A focus. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and now, but now we see that maybe that should be. Maybe that should be a focus. We got to, oh, yeah. let's try to. Well, it's like anything. Once you're back to full staff and you're running full and you're trying to maintain, run a business and a brand and an image and as well as do outreach, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. yeah That's what yeah. it comes down to. Well, and that's true. I think that there are opportunities out there. And you have to take advantage. Of every every shitty situation begets some type of opportunity that would not have existed otherwise. Right. Will you be able to do it at full scale to what you're doing once everything reopens? Eh, probably not. But there'll be some adjustments that you've made mm-hmm. that those adjustments you didn't even know existed prior to this. Yeah. You know, so you got to take swings, man. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You, the worst that can happen is. The business fails. Yeah. So you can either just wait for that to come or just either watching the pitch get and up and start it. swinging and, right. and yeah, take a yeah. shot. Other, obviously, business, all businesses are in all kinds of different situations, you know, and um, I'm sure there's some breweries that were set up pretty good financially, and there's a bunch that aren't. Even maybe big breweries that, that are well-recognized that maybe were stretched or, or in some way or another – yeah. Uh, got caught financially, and you'll start to see a lot of that, I think, too, in the in the aftermath. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know we just we're hoping to try to find our way through and um, survive. It's a, in the first yeah in the first year it's tough. I mean it's yeah it's yeah tough. I'd say man God this is year one. Holy yeah. Do you think it, places that are literally trying to get the doors open, like people who were going through all the legal process, they were trying to get the doors open. Do you think? They're, you think they're in a better situation that this happened now? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, because I got friends at Woven Water. You know, they're opening yeah. up right up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, know, we know Jay. <laughs> in some in some ways, yeah. I'm like now you just sort of wait it out because financially, a lot of times they're if if they took loans, you're dealing with uh, interest payments, so mm-hmm. you got a little bit of right. freedom, yeah. but. Um, to not be open during that, but to still be able to build and do all that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess but, it's just luck of time. But then on the yeah. other, on the back end, if if then it's time to open, and if the whole program's different and people aren't going out the same, well, then that's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. Well, how will it hurt? You know, they'll have a they'll have a um a honeymoon period mm-hmm. as yeah. as and and they're in a they're in a. Uh, a neighborhood that's quickly densifying too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I have. I mean, yeah. That, and, they, uh, and there's that's the crazy thing. Is there's actually several examples of it. Woven Water's one of them. Uh, Bayboro over in St. Pete. Uh, there is another one too. There's there's literally when I think there's about there's probably there's, ones there's, that are they're like even now that are even different levels of process. Like it's it's going to be like a, a yeah, constant uh, thing. Yeah, Astro Alpha West Shore. Yep. Um, I think yeah. I, I think I know Hugo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a few people who got kind of got caught in the mix, and they're in varying stages. Like, like I yeah. think I think Babro might be a little further than um, than Woven Water, and I think and I think Astro is like I think they like last I talked to dude, he just lease the space you know like they, they were like the beginning of their of the journey so they had just gotten the um permitting or i'm sorry the um the licensing stuff done with the city yeah so. yeah they were very because we because we we're gonna we we're gonna do like a like a building the brewery series and we're still gonna do it um but that that the tenor of that has obviously changed and we talked to them i talked to them in like february and so you know like, so it's mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's a lot of things will change with but yeah i mean that's an interesting thought as that does that change 
is it advantage, disadvantage? I mean, I think everybody's going to take a hit no matter how. I think even the big boys are going to take a little bit of hit. It's impossible not to. I think anyone with to. a choice would rather be established. Yeah. Already yeah. have an existing customer base, and they're just waiting for the doors to reopen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm just curious about people who... People yeah. who are still in that early phase, like like, like you're, you're still in well, the, you're still in the toddler phase I, of your brewery. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, the, there's not. Uh, yeah, I I think I think our situation might be the least desirable. That, that's what I would think too. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's that's hard, you know. I mean, because there is there is at least some awareness that we've been able to build. Not a lot, but some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Is, that's better than having none. True. Yeah. Um, and everyone's financial situation is completely but, different. And that's, really, that's really what drives this. It, it, yeah. Everybody's, look, look, I'll tell you right now. If you are renting right now. You're hurting. That's a problem. Yeah. Because the federal government did not force banks to stop, which meant they can't force landlords to stop. Now, there's, I think the governor here put a moratorium on evictions. But at some point. Yeah, the, did. You know, at some point. Um, you're going to have to pay the piper. Yes. And and they want you they're going to want you to pay it all at once or they're going to want you to pay it in aggregate over right. like 6 months or 12 months. Correct. So yeah. now ask me so how you're going to have to ask me how am I supposed to pay after not being open at all for 2 months? Yeah. Correct. More yeah. than I was paying before. Right. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it sucks, but it's easier to just basically pull the plug. It, uh yeah, definitely easier to pull the plug, especially if you don't I mean if 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 you own the bank if you own the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, we, you know, we've been able to manage that uh, because we own the building. You know, the mortgage is one big payment. Mm-hmm. It's one. It's, it includes the building. It includes the build out. It includes the equipment. So yeah. it's all together. So that's a little bit simpler to manage. Yeah. Still, yeah. you know, still sucks and, and, and is what it is. But, but you're but not renting that situation. They're committed to you. You're committed to them. They they will yeah. do everything they can to work with. And you. And it's the SBA that. loan, so the government's been investing right. now yeah. since the yeah. shutdown in SBA loans. So yeah, that's really, really it's all yeah. three parties kind of working together to partner. Yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. right. Somebody who's just renting, it's it, a different different situation. You don't know, and, and right. it could be. Yeah, I mean, I I got a buddy, uh, or our CFO has got a buddy in Miami is, has a restaurant, and uh, I think his rent was like fifteen grand a month, and <laughs> owner was like, "F you, pay me." So, you know, hopefully yeah. you can get some kind of to go going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a that's an unforgiving market too. So, I mean, all markets kind of are, but that's a it, the bigger the city, the least less they are willing to forgive. Yeah, it's, so it, um, it's a I don't even want to get into the politics of it cuz people got feelings one way or another, but it's been it's it's too bad that everyone in each state had to abide by the same rules. Yeah, yeah. Because those rules were all arbitrary, okay? And um, in some cases, like in some states or wherever, or some counties where you want to be safe and you want to make sure that people are being safe with a potential pandemic, but you also, if there isn't anything happening there, you don't want to ruin those people and those businesses if you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Bigger cities, totally different story, right? We're, yeah. we're like, stuff's happening, so they're like, okay, shut down. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it shouldn't necessarily have been a blanket. Oh, uh, yeah. The blanket should have been the feds saying nobody's flying anywhere, anywhere, period. Yeah, Because yeah. Everyone, got, everyone got on planes in Europe and came here to New York, 
and from New York went everywhere else. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's exactly, a, it's exactly. A, but but individual counties, you know, the difference between Alachua and App- Appalachicola counties, and then Dade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Wildly different, and oh, then yes. the arbitrary rules. Even the part where I'm probably the most frustrated is now. Now we're a restaurant, so we're lucky we can open. Yeah, yeah. If you're a bar, you can't open. Or right now, if you're a brewery, you need to have need to have a food truck to be open. Yeah, yeah. Why? How how is how is it? Yeah, how is it any different? Yeah, yeah. If you're a club or a theater, okay, well, I understand those. I understand that you're not going to jam a bunch of people in here. But yeah. why can't they be at fifty percent capacity? What's too? the thought what? for me? Just basically just having my truck pull out front and just hand out or sell crackers. Like what qualifies as a food truck? Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole other. Yeah, yeah. But, but they've been pretty strict about that in certain places, and yeah, you know, yeah. there's I, the. the Walmart's open. Yeah, been so, open the whole time. And then what What will they say? Like, like, well, yeah. we have food. Yeah. Uh, well, so you also have beach balls. Yeah, right. Yeah. You get <laughs> so, so coronavirus yeah. doesn't live on your fucking beach balls. Yeah. Right. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Or on Uber Eats packages. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. A I've lot been, of gray I've, lines. I've been saying at different points in time because I, 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 I went out somewhere to, to pick up some beer and I ended up staying in and grabbing a beer. I forget where it was. And... And someone gave and someone gave me some shit about it, and I was like, "Look, you think that it's any safer in freaking Publix, where that that's smaller and more crammed, mm-hmm. you know, that has no people, no people restriction, no no twenty percent, fifty percent, whatever in right. Publix, you you just show up and, and go, than it is somewhere else that's been like mandated to follow all the rules, you know." That's just a perception thing. It is. You know, that's, that's just, and, it's, and, just how you feel and the, about it's a, it. Opinion, you know? It's opinion-driven, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Well, we have I will say this. I, I was in – look, everyone, however you feel about it, your patterns need to change. Correct. Yeah, okay? yeah. Um, that's the moral of the story. You, 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 if you're going into places, have some courtesy. You wear a mask, if, especially if they ask you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Um, especially in a Publix or something like that. I was in a Publix up on Hillsborough Avenue, and I know the was, Publix. It was <laughs> crunk in there, okay. <laughs> and and this was kind of in the middle. This was like at the end of April. It was kind of in the middle of the show. I was like, oh my god, yeah. it was packed. But I would bet you ninety percent of the people had masks on, and yeah. nope, I never felt crowded. People were respectful. Yeah, people yeah. gave you your space. The lines were long because people were given space. Yeah, but. Things are going to have to change, and you got to respect that customers are going to feel certain ways, and you got to manage yeah. these these uh, these differences. Masks is one thing. I mean, look, man, if you can wear a mask and just cut down on like twenty percent of spread, yeah, then why yeah. wouldn't you do it? Yeah, and and yeah. My, not just for the coronavirus, which we know nothing about, but like might help not kill twenty thousand people a year for the flu. Yeah, hey, exactly. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Wash your hands. Yeah. Like, like now you know how. <laughs> like, for real. Now do it like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know I was supposed to wash my hands for 20 seconds. 20. Yeah. It's a yeah. long time. You sat at the it's sink not. and sit there for 20 seconds. Yeah, it's a long time, Your man. water bill's going up a bit. Yeah. That's, that's singing happy birthday twice. I'm trying to turn twice. my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but, but these things, people need to change patterns and do and and. I don't want to say Americans, but Americans and humans that don't like to change. I don't like to do that. But yeah. people don't want to be controlled. They don't want to be told what they have to do. Yeah. And the second that you're telling them something that they have to do, their almost instant reaction is, well, well, I need to contest that. I need to make sure that I agree with what the person's – because let's face it, 
we've been exposed to so many agenda-driven things. Yeah. It, I feel like it just falls into that. Yeah. Oh, it, it was turned into a, a narrative one way or another right. almost immediately. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it can't, can't let any it. opportunity go and, and be and just go. Yeah. It can't yeah. be any health situation can't, related to the yeah, public. Yeah. We can't, can't take an opportunity for re-election that right. goes to waste. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's all yeah. about stepping exactly. on your opponent simultaneously exactly. <laughs> while trying yeah. to, you know, Say that we're the good. Meanwhile, well, that's and that's the part that that's just. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. those of us who aren't the big ones that are helping make decisions Mm -hmm. or are renting, we're Mm -hmm. going to be in the rat race. They're we're going to end up being back in the same spot. Mm -hmm. I know that the feds gave a bunch of money away, and we got some, and we appreciated that. But like a bunch of people didn't get it, right? Yeah, and that money's going to run out, and then what? And then everyone's right. in the rat race, at, well, like it, they were at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it'll come back in a cycle. You'll you'll have businesses that will just basically say we're not in a position where it's financially viable, or whoever was backing them is not willing to back them. And then they'll have to then that space will have to then turn into something else. And then you know how mm-hmm. the landscape looks right now versus how it might look say as short as twenty four months might look completely different. Yeah, you know I we're we're along for the ride, brute. We here and breweries in general, I think, are along for the ride, yeah. probably just to see, we'll try to be innovative as much as we can and pivot and do those things. But yeah, we don't, we don't know. No, <laughs> no one knows. I was, no, I was, one, no one knows, unfortunately. I was just talking to a business like. coach uh, recently and I'm just, she's like, so how are we going to plan the next six months? I'm like, I have no idea, man. Right. Yeah. Because we sell kegs of beer to restaurants. Right. They're at, they're selling all the old stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some of them are starting to need stuff, but not the same amount. So I can't give you, like before I can say, I can sell this many to this many restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And go do it. Right. But I, yeah, right. Are people going back? They're at 50%. We have no clue. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going yeah. to be No, the dust tough has for everybody. to settle where you can actually look at the landscape and make assessments. But I think as long as you're looking at it from like, this is a fluid situation and I've got to be ready to pivot as yeah. soon as possible to take advantage of it. That's the that's the type of decision making that's been done. What you can't do is just literally not change anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I mean, like I said, right at the end of the day, it's going to work or it's not. So might as well give it a shot. Um, You know, we're we're happy to have people back in here. We're uh, doing it safely. Um, We we people feel comfortable. The vibe. Like how 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 does the crowd feel? Like it's got to be relief and and happy. Somewhat, I think. People sometimes are just kind of checking out, see how 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 you're going to operate the business. And um, we've had trivia a couple of weeks. We've had music. We'll have uh, 75 cent wings and live music tomorrow. And so the vibes obviously changes based on kind of what's going on. But people are thankful that we're open and they're happy that we're open again the, for our our regulars. And um, you know, the rest, we're just trying to get them, pull them out of their neighborhoods and have them come check us out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, well, Matthew, it has been spectacular, <laughs> as always. I'm so glad you, uh, you're willing to have us in here. Uh, beer, is, beer is pretty good, too. Pretty solid. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, man, so when this shit opens up, man, y'all got to come out to Bay Cannons, man. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, technically, it's open up now, but, you know, when... The other dust settles, you know, mm-hmm. which I think will settle sooner than some of the other things. But, um, man, you just got you got to come out. Uh, good people, good beer. Um, good food. Good, yes. Good food. We haven't even talked about the food. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So definitely I come out. So for now, glasses are empty, the mics are off. This is the Craft Beer Ballers. <laughs>